like, where are these, where are these scallops from? Atlantis? Spinnerbait the podcast where we hate spinnerbait, but we love a new season of Hate Spinnerbait <laughs> the podcast. Yes, <laughs> Woo-hoo. We We're back, baby. Stronger than a 90s trend. Very special Tuesday episode of Chaos because we have just missed chatting. We've missed chatting with all of you. That since we have like a month worth of things to talk about, we're like, okay, like the book club portion yes. of this is gonna happen. Yes, because <laughs> there is just, I have a list. I have a list. A list. She's got a whole list, folks. She's got a whole list. Um, mm. We should probably introduce ourselves. Yes. We're a little rusty, everyone. Apologies. In case you don't know who we are, if this is your first time listening, um, the one who sounds a little croaky, yet again, oh, I'm sorry, everyone, I swear I'll try to remain healthy. Um, hi, I'm Bethany. <laughs> With me, as always, is Michael Ann. Hi. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We finished 2023. I had a cold. Like, I had a head cold, and I was just telling Michael Ann, I have been healthy. I have been fine all month. And then, of course, as we go to record guess who is like snuffleupagus again this girl right here so i promise i'll be better next week everyone i apologize take some vitamin c bethany god i don't really need a (laughs) a, my probiotics game (laughs) (laughs) but um it is 6 47 and i have a very important date at 8 8 p.m with abc she does and joey grazia day so we need to Get we need to get right on it. We need to jump right into it. I think we should talk about so we have like one thing Taylor Swift related to talk about that I know I'm gonna talk about for like 30 straight minutes. So I should we start with the silly things and then go to the Taylor Swift of it all? I think yeah, I think silly things and then go to the Taylor Swift of it all. Okay. Also be a tagline for this podcast. Sometimes we get silly, and then we just get to the Taylor Swift of it all. <laughs> we hate spinnerbait, but we love getting to the Taylor Swift of it all. Damn straight. Yes, we do. Okay. So I've been dying to talk about this probably since the last time we recorded. And yes. it is this. <laughs> I am starting to see a trend of yeah. formal wear that includes... Uh-huh claw clips and i have two very specific references the first one is vanessa hudgens at her wedding was wearing a claw clip oh like in her hair in her hair yes okay just i mean i i assumed in her hair but then i was like maybe i'm wrong at her wedding she wore a claw clip she wore a claw clip and i was like what is this this is so strange but and it really caught me off guard. And I, I thought about it for a long time. And then New Year's Eve show, Ooh, Sabrina Carpenter yes, 
walks out on stage with a claw clip in her hair. Claw clip. They're everywhere. You can't escape them. What I feel is with the out claw of, clips? Out of trend because I don't wear a claw clip every day, to be honest. I have a couple. I have short hair, okay? I, for any of you who don't know what I look like, I have short <laughs> hair. So, like, my hair, I'm, I can't really, like, claw clip it. I can put it up, like, half C's in a claw clip. So, I have, like, the baby claw clips for doing, like, half up, kind of. But I can't get my full hair. Like, it, that. it just looks dumb. So... I'm not in on this trend, but I didn't know we'd reach the point to where people were doing it at their wedding. That's wild. I don't. I don't think we should have. I think I a- agree. I <laughs> not to be judgmental, but I agree. <laughs> right. I'm looking up this wedding. I need to see. I need to see her with a claw clip at her wedding. Like I just feel like put a little bit more effort into your hair. Right. At your wedding. Like you know what I mean. You're a millionaire. Yeah. Hold on. Now watch. You're gonna open it and be like, "That was her." Uh, bachelorette party or something (laughs) (laughs) okay so it's very confusing because when you put it in like there's multiple different photos like there's one where she's like there's like different dresses and different hairstyles so like did she claw clip it for some of it maybe you know yeah i can't tell she's wearing a veil in this photo and this photo, it says she's a wife now, and it's her in the claw clip. She has the claw clip in her hair in these pictures. Oh, the claw clip. Adding wild. Oh, here she is at her actual wedding. Hold on. Did she not claw clip at the wedding? Okay, wait. If she did claw clip at the wedding, you can't really tell because she's wearing a veil. Yes, I see the veil. But... She- she must be wearing a claw clip under it because her hair is the exact same. She must have had like a reception dress, like. And then she was just like, do. "I'm gonna let the claw clip shine." Yeah, she let the, the claw clip clip have its a moment. Still weird. She let it. She let it out. Yeah. Still weird. It's. I don't know if this is like me getting old or whatnot. As a millennial woman, which also like Vanessa Hudson Hudgens is our age, so you know whatever. Yes. But like everyone I work with that is a female pretty much has a claw clip in her hair at all times. And I'm not judging because like when you're at work, fine, not maybe for your wedding when you're at work, that's fine. Right. <laughs> but when I first started working there, I was like, do I need to go buy claw clips? Am I not cool? Cause I don't have claw clips. I don't like, I don't know. And like, I work with a lot of Gen Z women. There are a few millennials. There are a few different generations, but I would say a bulk of the staff that I work with is Gen Z. And I'm like, Oh, I guess I'm like getting old now because I was like, Oh, is this, but, I mean, back in our day, claw clips were trendy. And then they went out of style, and they have come back with a vengeance. And, like, yes. I don't see them going away. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to say claw clip at the office. Hells, yeah. Rock on with your bad self, Bia. Claw clip at your wedding, especially if you're a millionaire. Maybe not. Maybe Strange not. <laughs> choice. Very strange choice. strange choice. It just, like, upset. I was obsessed. And I'm a claw clip girly. I will say I wear claw clips. Yeah. However... I did see this TikTok one time of a girl who was wearing a claw clip when she got in a car accident and the claw clip didn't break. So I don't wear them when I'm driving, but um, I wear them around the house. For sure. And, you know, I love I love a good claw clip. But yeah, the wedding claw clip. I was like, wow, this is fascinating. What a time in society that we've come to. Claw clip weddings. When the claw clip came back, why is it really hard to say claw clip? Quickly, um, it's that, that double C. 
there. When it came back, it came back. It was like, I'm about to be at weddings. Y'all just wait. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Formal ass millionaire weddings on the beach. Crazy. Yeah. That's wild. So that was my claw clips rant. I'm glad I finally got I it out. I appreciated that. Yeah, thank you. That was, I thank you. I needed that. And again, listen, as someone who jumped on the Stanley bandwagon and now like all of a sudden everyone's being made fun of for it, like there's so many think pieces about Stanleys and whatever. It's like, yeah. let women enjoy shit. Just mm-hmm. let women live. And so again, like if wearing a claw clip makes a woman happy, rock on, girlfriend. You do you. However you need to get your hair out of your face, don't listen to any of the haters. (laughs) And really, it's like, I'm not even, like, judging her necessarily. I'm more just, just like, uh, what a fascinating choice. Yeah. Like, what a Again, mostly because I'm like, that's something that us plebeians could do. And she's, like, a millionaire who has, like, hair and makeup people that for sure helped her on her wedding day. And it's like that's what they did like that like she could have done that and she probably paid someone lots of money to do it is the she, wild like concept to me she you know? probably did she probably did fascinating so that was my first thing i have a couple other sillies i'm excited <laughs> i'm so excited <laughs> it started off strong i'm here to discuss claw clips at weddings so yeah hit me with it- the next one wild okay the next one so during our little hiatus um i made a decision and that decision was i started 90 day fiance Mm, for the first time yes i have never seen 90 day fiance in my life i watched i'm on season five i just started it like two weeks ago i am obsessed and i have one thing to say in the mm. first few seasons, and I'm sure this will continue to happen, I think it does almost every season, there yeah. is a young woman who comes over yeah. here to get married to an old guy. Like, yeah. she's 19 and he's 37. Like, she's 20 and he's 35. Like, it, there was one that was 19 and 58 okay and everybody is like they're all gross but that's just like real gross yeah that one was like alarming um but everybody's like no but i don't know what her intentions are what are her intentions by coming over here is she just using him like i'm sorry we're worried about her yeah this girl has been groomed (laughs) by these older men and have been Mm -hmm. convinced to leave everything in their lives to move to America to be with yeah. this creepy guy. And we're wondering what her intentions are. Her Interesting. Intentions are. I'm way more concerned about what this old man's intentions are personally. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, oh, she's she's 19 now. But how old was she when she started talking? There was one that was like 18. And I was like, and ha- this season, the season I'm currently on, she's 18. And her fiance is... is well, he, well, she's the American, but still. Um, her fiancé is 27. And I'm like, mm. so mm. when did you first did reach you out <laughs> to her? Now, if she's an American marrying someone else, I'm going to assume her intentions are free health care. And in that case, get it, girl. No, she, <laughs> um, she's staying here. He's coming to America to be with her. The... She, oh, he's coming to her. Yes, okay. she lives in New Hampshire. She's a devout Christian. 
So her parents are like, we prayed for God to bring her her spouse, and he has. And I'm like, and... And he happens to be a 27-year-old from another country. I'm like, cool. cool. Are we just gearing our kids up now to be groomed by creepy old men? (laughs) Strange. Be child bride. Very strange. But mostly that show's fantastic. Um, I can't stop watching it. It's... I can't say enough. I truly can't say enough. It's just delightful. I just had to talk about that one very glaring, creepy thing. thing about it. Answer. And you also like do at the beginning. You are kind of like, "Why is not not with the age difference couples? Okay, with the regular aged couples, right? Regular. Um, ones. What's the situation? You are kind of like, "Hmm, I wonder what's going on here. Like, how is this gonna last?" And then you Google it, and it's like such and such and such and such are still married 10 years later and they have four kids and you're like oh shit they were like actually in love well they done beat the odds like most (laughs) of the couples from the early seasons are still together season five is kind of where we're getting to like the people who are maybe not so serious and Hmm. just there for a little drama so Right. right But those first few seasons they were, were pure, pure, and their intentions were yes. real. <laughs> yes, the first season, the 19-year-old who married, like, a 33-year-old guy that she met while he was on a mission trip in her neighborhood in oh, Colombia. That's, that's very creepy. He's Mormon. Creepy. Yeah. Red yes, flags. Oh, my God. Is he still Mormon? Are they Mormon, Mormon together, together now? Uh, get out, girl. This is, And there was an actually another couple... But they were age appropriate. They were the same age, early twenties. He met her when he was in the Czech Republic, or Prague, or something, um, on his Mormon mission trip. And she answered the door, and he changed her Mormon. And that's what Joseph Smith wanted <laughs> y'all to do on these mission trips. <laughs> I don't think these, that was her, his intention. I don't think so. <laughs> Coffee is really good, though. Like, can you imagine living in Europe where you have, like, delicious coffee and this man comes knocking on your door and he's like, oh, I'm going to take you to Utah and you're going to never be allowed to drink coffee again. I'd be like, mm, I'm a pass. Thanks so much for asking, though. Mm, mm, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's crazy. Hell's to the no. A lot of the people hey, if they're happy, are I from, guess. like, like, a lot of the people are like, yeah, at my house, we don't have running water. And, like, so all the like you know we live in like a little house seven of us like that kind of thing and it's like wow and then they come over and they're moving into like a six bedroom house and they're like right it's like holy shit i can can understand why you might want to stay here (laughs) i can't imagine what that's like probably okay so those were my two silliest things my i I loved both of them my next one is i just have to say one thing and I'm not going to go on a rant because I could, but I'm not going to. But because <laughs> the bachelor, the bachelor's on at eight. <laughs> eight people and we have Taylor Swift to talk about here. But yeah, so we're going to keep it minimum. I went to Disney last week. OK. Yes. And I Hit have it. lived in Orlando and worked for Disney from the ages of 21 to 29. My whole adult life. Mm-hmm. So I've been going to yep. Disney very regularly for many many years and i am like walking around 
the fast passes are gone. You have to like wake up at 7 a.m. if you want to get into a virtual queue for a ride. This is vacation, people. And on top of that, if you don't get into the line, you can purchase access to the line. Tron was like $22 a person. And then everything's so expensive. Prices have gone up insane. So the the venue that Mike Lane and I met at that we used to work at together in Universal, I was talking to someone who came up. We saw actually a couple people that still work there um, who came to visit us during the winter halls because they were either headed up north or headed down south. And Savannah is just that perfect right off 95 place to stop. And they were talking about how much some of the drinks cost at our venue now. And it's insane. When I was still there, I thought the prices had gone insane, but like they're so insane. Like I cannot stress in the last few years, like when from when I first moved to Orlando, now being about a year removed, how much food has gone up at theme parks, just everything. Like shopping, like something that used to already be expensive, like a lounge like backpack, they have put the price mm-hmm. up on that even more. Every suit, like you can't I truly don't know how, like, you know, you went with your family. Like, I don't know how your family like does that like you know what I mean like your your brothers and sisters that have kids like they want to take a couple of their kids to Disney World and it's like you can't like it's insane it's literally insane the cost of it I went we went to Raglan and Raglan's amazing by the way I'm gonna give them a shout out I think you should go there I'm gonna talk about a crazy price but everything else is worth it I promise (laughs) lovely. um but there's an appetizer. It's six fried scallops, and they're delicious. And they were like $14 right. when I worked there, I think. They are right. $30 now. Get yes. the fuck out $30. of here. $30. Close the front door. In what world? In what world is that okay like, to ask people to pay I'm that? Like, where are these? where are these scallops from? Atlantis? Yeah. Like, what is this? Like, Jesus Christ, seriously. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But all of their other food is delicious and it's not reasonably priced, but it's like, you know, Disney Springs priced. Yeah. Right. Which is, you know, astronomical, but all things yeah. considered is, yeah, not as bad as it could be. I will say, so we did, um, so I had off the, you know, like a little winter break, which was like the first time ever in my adult life that I've like had off for winter break and it was like, wild like what a wild concept but anyways so we were able to go see both of our families very lovely and i went we did like we didn't want to do like the parks around christmas because a it's really expensive and b it's crazy and the thing i keep hearing from people and again i know i said we were going to keep this rant minimum y'all and i swear we will (laughs) um is that like everybody hates it there's not a single person who likes it like no one likes waking up every day at 7 a.m to try to plan their disney day like it's exhausting like having to constantly be on your phones when you get that like you know new fast pass genie plus whatever the hell they want to call it nowadays um you're just constantly on your yeah. phone like you can't enjoy your day because you're just like constantly being like how do i get the next one how do i whatever and it's exhausting but anywho we went and we didn't want to do the parks because we knew like that was just not gonna be the time to do it around christmas but we did go to disney springs one of the days because we love that movie theater like y'all have heard me talk about it before i'm obsessed with the disney springs movie theater and we just wanted to like, like walk around disney springs because like there are a lot of great restaurants and shop like we love hangar bar we love raglan road we love homecoming like it's just fun to like pop up there get a little appetizer get a drink whatever so we went around there and we did find my husband found which we took 
my in-laws and our or my husband's aunt, so we affectionately both refer to her as Aunt Joanne. We took them to the Hoopty Doo <gasps> Review. Oh, I love that. Which is at Fort mm-hmm. Wilderness, the campsites of Fort Wilderness, and it's the most delightful it thing. It's so good. And um, it was shut down for a really long time after COVID, and thankfully it is back up and running. And I will say, like, it's astronomical the price you pay yeah. for it, but like, I remember me, me and my husband were like, but all things considered, all things considered for Disney, you get drinks included. And I'm talking like beer and or like wine or sangria. And like that, and it's yep. endless. Like you can, as you keep saying, bring me another glass of sangria and they will bring it. And considering what it is compared to other like dining at Disney, I was like, really? It's not that bad of a deal. Like they give you a lot of food. And again, it's family style. It's endless. It's entertainment because it's a dinner show. So fun. And you get alcohol included. Like you really don't get that like anywhere else at Disney property. And I was like, honestly, like I think that is worth the money yeah. like, for what you pay. I think it is worth the money. Especially like I got a pass holder discount on it. It wasn't a lot, but it's enough that like you know um it was so nice like i am a vegetarian and so the couple times i've been to the hoopty do like i have to tell them when i get there because they bring me out like a different uh meats like a meat substitute you know and this was the first time i've been well it's the first time i've been since post-covid uh when i checked in they actually had me go talk to a chef which i thought was Ooh. really nice and like he took it really seriously like he took it like it was an allergy because i went up and he was like what's your allergen and i go well it's technically not an allergy it's, it's a dietary preference by a vegetarian and he goes no it is at this rate your body has not consumed meat like you would have the same reaction as someone who's allergic to it and i was like oh my Thank god you, sir which is like nice because yeah. usually people like talk down on you and it's like a choice you made but he's right. Like, I haven't had meat in my body in, like, eight years. Like, I would have a reaction if I consumed some. Um, but he was so helpful, so nice. They brought me the right food. And, it was, like, I've never been to Hoopty Doo around Christmas. And they do, like, Christmas numbers. Ooh. And I was like, this is so delightful. And I was like, oh, this is, like, I make fun of these people who are like, oh, we come every year at Christmas. Da, 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 da. And I was like, this yeah. is why. Like, they hook you in with this. You know what I mean? It's like Christmas and it's magical and it was wonderful. And I was like, I want to do the Hoopty Doo every year around Christmas. <laughs> And I was like, ah, this is how they get you. <laughs> I love the Hoopty Doo review. I love Trails End. Trails, I mean, yeah. Trails End. Trails End probably yes. doesn't exist anymore. I love the wilderness, Fort Wilderness. Yes, it's oh, delightful. They have the little, they have a little quick service place right there, right by Pioneer Hall. And then they have a little, I can't even ever remember what the lounge is, but they have these fun moonshine drinks um and also just like really fun appetizers if you're not someone who's into drinking they have fun mocktails and and appetizers and it's just like really like late like low-key laid back um the property is massive because it's a campsite essentially so you literally like have to park there and you have to get on a bus that takes you just to the other end of property it's wild (laughs) it's It's so fun one thing that really made me happy um, during this trip to Disney was how many non-alcoholic options there are everywhere now. Yes. Like Raglan had a yes. non-alcoholic IPA um, the, and they had well, two mocktails. And then I went to like a coffee shop in Orlando. They had non-alcoholic. Well, it was like a coffee shop slash bar. They had non-alcoholic beer there. Like every everywhere I went, I didn't have any problems finding anything non-alcoholic. Yeah. So I... I'm yeah, really the into parks that. have like really up to their yeah. game with uh, plant-based things. Like every yes. restaurant has to have at least one plant-based item, and like pretty much every restaurant now has like one like mocktail. Like it's great. I will give them full credit on that regard. Like they are very good about that. And again, just like taking allergies seriously. But yeah, like any dietary restrictions, anything that's like 
you know, you're not into drinking or whatever, like they let you still have a good time and you don't like feel like weird or excluded from anything, you know? Yes. Which we respect you for that. The mouse. You might be hella expensive (laughs) and terrible, but we also love you. And I will also say that no one – like I've been removed now for two years, sadly. And going back to Orlando and having Disney and Disney-adjacent, like Disney Springs servers, serve you, you're like – yeah. Wow. The service is right. unbelievable here. <laughs> like, this is crazy. I, I, I was just like, I'm so used to it. And now I'm not used to it at all. And I'm like, holy shit. Right. These are top-notch servers. No, it is. It is night and day. Like, they are, yeah. They deal with a lot. Yes. <laughs> um, But boy, do they know how to deal with it. And they, like, it is, like, the best service you'll get for sure. Yes. But... I'll show up a short Shall we? Should we dive in? Are we diving into the topic at hand? I think we are. I'm going to mute my microphone for a second because I'm going to blow my nose, but start, start us off. Okay. So I am sure you all saw the outrage or the article itself or both. Um, it was like a 500,000 word piece in Times Magazine, maybe 5,000 words. I don't know. Something really long. Um And it was basically a queer literary analysis of Taylor Swift's lyrics. And that's how I'm going to describe it, because that's what it was. And then there was a bunch of outrage. People were like, oh, my God, like I saw one thing. So the so the whole thing that got me to this is I saw like a a thread or whatever um, that was like, this is lesbian fan fiction. This is so pathetic. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God, like. Like, what? I was prepared to be, like, a little ashamed and, like, come on this podcast and be like, you know what, guys? I'm sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. But I don't feel that way <laughs> because she wasn't even asserting that Taylor Swift is gay, first of all. Second of all, right. why is it, like, disgusting and, like, alarming and super offensive to speculate if somebody is queer, is being weird right. insulting and disgusting or like she she literally was not saying like taylor swift is queer and she was making a lot of excellent points right. and this is why english classes are important <laughs> reading comprehension y'all <laughs> it's real difficult sometimes yeah i saw the outrage before i read the article yes. and per the outrage i really thought that this person was like because we've discussed before like it's not cool to out people yeah even if they are the most famous person in the world that's not cool like that's their own business and that's something they should do if they ever so feel comfortable and if they never feel comfortable doing that by all means you know whatever but also again how like straight shouldn't be you shouldn't be assumed straight like why is everyone always assumed straight you know like you have to come out only if you're you're a part of the queer community right but anywho when i saw the outrage i really thought that this person like had gone to the new york times and had like wrote an opinion piece that was like straight up trying to like out taylor swift and i was like that's not cool, obviously, because, like, I'm not for that. Because, like, the way, like, the PR statement was, was, like, you wouldn't do this to a male celebrity, and why do you think this is okay? And I was like, oh, my God, like, what did this person do? And then I read the article, and I was like, oh, like, that's not at all what she was doing. Like, sometimes I'm like, when these headlines come out, because, again, like, I don't know what it's like to be Tree, whatever the hell her last name is. I just know her name is Tree because it's funny. 
Um, I don't know what it's like to be her. Like, that's a very hard job that she has to, like, be Taylor Swift's PR person. Again, it's not literally just her. I'm sure she has an entire team behind her, you know, whatever. I don't know what it's like to be part of a PR firm that's, like, handling the biggest celebrity in the world. You probably don't have time to read every article. Your intern is probably reading some articles. Maybe you're just reading the headlines. But I'm like, did they just read the headline and not actually read this think piece? Because, like, if you read it, she's not outing her she's not like you know what I mean like that wasn't like the point of it at all and I was like I just feel like they immediately went to the defensive and I was like whoa that was a really strong reaction for something that like wasn't that strong Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like that wasn't the point of the piece like whatsoever but yeah I mean I just feel like to me reading the the piece it's a lot about what we've discussed before which you know like you've said Michael and like as a queer person who likes Taylor Swift, you like looking at some of her lyrics through a queer lens. Right. And like, that's what this person was essentially saying too. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. Again, she's now being taught in universities. She's, her lyrics are being dissected in a literary manner and it would be dumb not to look at them like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's something that should be just as valuable as looking at them from the lens of she's writing about, you know, her, her lost love. That's a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just it's a weird thing for being like, hey, this is like some analysis I've gotten from these lyrics and like these are certain things that I think are interesting that she has done with her career and her her album art and her this and her that and like what would it mean if someone as famous as Taylor Swift cuz again, it was yeah. just like what would it mean if the biggest celebrity in the planet was queer right. and like like and we were just like and it it wasn't a thing you know what i mean yeah. and then like they made it a thing like the backlash against right. it like made it this whole thing and yeah i don't know it just it was crazy to me having seen the backlash first and then having like actually read the piece i was like oh i was really expecting this to be like yeah bad and i at least the way i interpreted the reading that i got from it like that's not what this person meant you know right we um, read a secondary, much shorter piece um, that was basically yeah. saying exactly what we're saying about the situation, which is like, I'll just read it. <laughs> I'll just read it. Um, so it says, sure, this piece might venture a little far into claiming we can know what Swift is really like and what is in her heart by examining this output at length in which such conviction Marx, the author, even suggests that queer stars sort of owe those who are closeted to coming out. This assertion is completely reasonable to disagree with. That's one reason why it's a good opinion piece. It's true that the piece could leave people wondering if Swift is gay or has had a relationship with women or is even just not totally straight. So what? Um, and, right. and then there was another part I wanted to read that was also very similar to how I feel, but I'm not as good at saying words. <laughs> Swift is experiencing this level of fame because she is an incredibly gifted writer. She has also spent years weaving her work with clues about her personal life and vice versa. Taylor Swift, the person, is not Taylor Swift, the celebrity, who is, in turn, not quite Taylor Swift, the protagonist who shows up in her songs. She has built her web of fame through plenty of self-reference to her own real lived life. She has complained about the external fixation on her love life, claiming that it reduces her songwriting to a trick rather than a skill and a craft. But she gets quite a lot of credit for her songwriting these days. And in any case, this piece is engaging quite specifically with the songwriting, not with her celebrity dalliances. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's a, it's a, yeah. it, it, exactly as we said, it is a very standard, like literary analysis. Right. Just what a weird thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To like see this article and immediately be like, how dare you? How dare you think that someone might be part of the LGBT community? Like, is that offensive? I thought we were past the point (laughs) where something like that was offensive. Like, what year is this? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's wild to me. I mean, like, oh, I looked into these lyrics and I found some queer undertones. And like, and again, like in a very like celebratory way, like this article wasn't like, it isn't that gross and nasty that she could possibly be writing about a woman or that she could be writing about a character who might be into a woman or because again, it's like, yeah, Taylor Swift the celebrity is not Taylor Swift the person. Like I will, I wish I knew Taylor Swift the person, but I will never know Taylor Swift. I won't. Like there's just no way in my life I will actually really know what she is like. Like I know the persona that she puts on for the world to see which is fine. That's what every right. celebrity does. Um, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with like, yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought the piece was really interesting. So and did I. I thought it was really nice kind of, you know, it put in almost like this timeline of, mm-hmm. of different things and different lyrics and, um, and stuff that people have been talking about. I just feel like every time something like this happens and people get angry about it, you know? Yeah. It just, it, like, I... Again, just like with my friend who was bashing on Taylor Swift in fantasy football, Taylor Swift can't hear any of this. She doesn't care. She's in a suite right now, you know, loving football, loving Travis Kelsey, loving her life as she should. Slay queen. We're ready for reputation TV. (laughs) Seriously. The people that can are all of your queer friends. You being like, oh, yeah, you sickos, you shouldn't, whatever. Like, why do you want to bash the queer people in your life? Like, please tell me. Like, please explain. Like, what do you get out of that? Like, I I truly would love to know because, like, you know? And I'm like, all you're saying is that, like, someone who was queer who gravitated toward this song and found solace in these lyrics and representation in these lyrics and love these lyrics is wrong for that. And, like, I just can't imagine ever going up to any of the people in my life that I love who identify as queer and saying that to them. Like, I just are feeling that way toward them. I can't. Like, I just can't imagine that. So on behalf of all straight people, could we please stop? Thanks. (laughs) Can the straights please take a chill pill for fuck's sake? God damn. Yeah. At one point in that uh, second article, she's like, I think everybody just needs to take this situation with a lot more grace and chill. And I'm like, yes, please chill. It's not that serious. Um, Stay there, Seth. One said, you need to calm down. You know, like, right? It's just, and it's not that serious. I'm also skeptical that the associates of Taylor Swift, who were like, <laughs> I'm skeptical that that was Tree or anyone involved with Taylor Swift whatsoever. Right. For all I know, again, yeah, it was like, so like I was probably some random. It could be anyone. People that aren't even. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. No name was stated. <laughs> like, right. You know what I mean? It wasn't like for her PR, for her publicist, for whatever. It was just like associates of Taylor Swift stated this. And it's like, who are these phantom associates right. dying to know? Also, associates <laughs> is like such a like vague word. Like it's not like Taylor Swift's team, like as you said, or like. Right. Taylor Swift herself or like Taylor Swift's agent. No, it was just like associates yeah. of Taylor Swift. It's like, okay, sure. Which again, it's like never her her direct team that ever comes out against this stuff. So like clearly they're fine. Yeah. Like Taylor Swift has never gone on stage and been like, dear queer people, could you please stop interpreting my lyrics that way? Okay, thanks. 
she's never said that. She's right. never going to say that. Like, right. That would be dumb financially, first of all. Right. On her behalf. Exactly. But second of all, I don't think that's what she believes. Like, I don't think she's like, hey, could y'all please stop? Um, right. Again, I can't say that for certain. But, you know, as Dolly Parton once said, she would never want to offend someone, A, because she would never want to hurt someone's feelings but b she's a smart businesswoman it's like yeah exactly <laughs> exactly exactly <sighs> yeah and we respect it is it is just that. like exhausting to be like okay yeah. again like we're looking at a bunch of like creepy weird lesbians who want everyone to be queer and it's like that's just not what this article was <laughs> not the case. that's not what yeah. m- uh, most scalers that i've interacted with are like at all as long as she's happy and living her best life and curing all of our lives with her beautiful music yes <laughs> what do we care yes <laughs> I found out that my cousin um, lives less than a mile away from Travis Kelsey's new oh, house. Right. And I was like, oh. I really think we need to drop in on your cousin. Yeah, I'll just be like, <laughs> knock, knock, what up? Just say. What up, buddy? What's going what on? Yeah, I was like, that's crazy. I love every single thing of the last few games, like interactions people have had with her has been like nothing but positive, like yeah. glowing reviews, which is like, do we expect anything less of our queen? Absolutely not. Um, y'all, true story, the last month of hiatus has been mostly good. I'm not complaining. But as I mentioned, I have never, like, had a proper, like, off for the holidays in my, like, adult life. And it was lovely. Like, it was so nice. But I always, like, a lot of people, like, seasonal depression is real. Um, But I always get, like, hella down after Christmas because I just, like, love when everyone's in the Christmas spirit and everything's decorated and life is good and whatever. And then it's, like, January and what do you have to look forward to, you know? Um, So this year it, like, hit me even harder because back in the day when I was working in hospitality, it was, like, at least this madness will be done. Like, yes, it's going to be sad when we take down all the Christmas decorations. Yes, it's going to suck that Christmas is over. But I will done getting my ass handed to me. January is slow. It'll be in early days, whatever. Well, I was off and I wasn't getting my ass handed to me. And it just meant like when January hit, it just meant Christmas is done and I have to go back to work. Like there wasn't anything to look forward to this year. And I was like so sad, which also our queen Sarah Dustin kind of posted about like the liminal time in between Christmas and New Year's and how weird it is and like how everyone feels like you should be doing things but you don't want to do anything and like so many people were talking about it this year and I was like thank you because I'm am I the only person who like cries come January because like they have to put up their Christmas decorations so thank you for all the people out there on the internet who like let me know that I wasn't alone in this but legit true story like January I was just like and I like went back to work and then it's like okay this is so bad I like the people I work with I get to see these people and I get to like hear about what they were up to I'm like that's really nice and like how were their holidays or whatever but like still like it's cold outside every day and the sun sets so early and it's just it's hard you know and um and I like you know like I was nice to have the break but also like I'm used to like being like oh I have to record like this is a schedule for me like okay Mike Lane and I record on this day and I like didn't have that so like these last few weeks have been like this weird I don't know what day of the week it is I don't know what's going on and truly I cannot stress enough like so Taylor Swift has been on break from tour so I haven't gotten any tour updates but seeing Taylor Swift and seeing what outfit she's wearing to the Chiefs games has given me something to look forward to every week and I know that that's lame as all hell but listen, it's the little things. Okay? Yeah, that, <laughs> like, yes. That, I have truly enjoyed it. Also, the fact that my Detroit Lions have been absolutely slaying the playoffs game 
Like, I look forward to Sunday so much now because it's, like, NFL football. And I'm, like, that's where I'm at in my life, I guess. <laughs> I love that for you. It's the little things. I have been living for Taylor Swift's. Anytime she's been going out and getting photographed publicly, which is yes. – she that's, you know, like, Often. intended. <laughs> um, she wears these outfits, and I have so much fun, like – looking at them and being like oh my god like for the whole month of december she was like strictly wearing black every single time she was out even at the chiefs game she would have like a red something or other on but mostly black black. um and it's been so fun to be like "Ooh!" and now she's wearing a little bit green out in public and we're like okay some little what does it mean mean? and it's just so much fun clown car i've got my clown shoes on i'm clowning i'm clowning (laughs) y'all Really I is. stay clowning. I just look at these Swifty update accounts on Instagram, and it just gives me like that little bit of happiness that I need in my life. Yes, <laughs> same. Oh, it's same. great. Ten out of ten. Absolutely. Any other thoughts or feelings, or I'll, I'm just gonna get on a quick while I'm talking about looking forward to Sundays. I'm just gonna get a, on a quick. How much football means to me, Brant. <laughs> and then we're going to be done because Michael Ann has to um, watch The Bachelor, which is her football. Yes. And that's her sports. And it means a lot to her. So we want her to be able to do that. And also, none of you want to hear me drone on about this for too long. But me and my sister in the last couple of years have become Detroit Lions fans, okay? Because we're obsessed with the show Hard Knocks, which is on HBO, which is a docuseries that goes through an NFL team's training camp, okay? I've watched it for years. Um, I was never a big NFL girly, always a big college girly. And then I started dating my husband. He's really into the NFL. So I wanted to be able to talk to him about it. If he's going to invest so much of his time, I want to know what's up. You know, I got into playing fantasy football, really enjoyed that, really enjoyed watching Hard Knocks. But I just like couldn't really connect with the team. His team is the Jets. No shade to them. I'm always happy when they win because it makes my husband really happy. But I just like, didn't feel that connection to them, you know? And I was like, it's fine. I just have my fantasy team place third, in case anyone's wondering what the final on that was. I did come in third. Congrats. Wish it would have been a win, but the person who won is a good guy and dear friend of mine. And I'm proud of third. That's the highest I've ever gotten in fantasy. So it was a big one for me. But anyways, so I finally found this team, okay, two years ago watching Hard Knocks, and I was like, this is it. I've got the pull. I've got the connection. I love them. I love the players. I love the coaching staff. This is my team. And I've been following them ever since. And they're a real, you know, kind of hard luck story. They, they've been, they've never won a Super Bowl ever. They suck, basically. They've been down and out. And three years ago, they get this new coach, and he's just, he's great. I love him. MCDC for life, okay? And it's now just become this thing. Like, me and my sister, you know, we've always talked about the Florida Gators, but now we have this other thing to talk about, like on Sundays or, you know, whenever they play. Sometimes it's Thursdays, Mondays, whatever. Um, we, we watched Detroit. We made friendship bracelets. We have our friendship bracelets, whatever. And we're all in, you know? And they make the playoffs, which is big. They have a home playoff game. They haven't done that since the year I was born, y'all. 1991 is the last time Detroit had a home playoff Whoa. game. Okay, Big effing deal. So it's a big deal. I, I don't have an NFL team that's ever made the playoffs before because I've, I've only found them recently. And, you know, and my husband's team certainly hasn't. And in college, the last time Florida went to the national championship, the playoffs didn't exist. So I don't know what it's like to have a team in the playoffs. Okay, so I'm like – so looking into things, who could we play next week if we win? And I'm stressed, I'm nervous, I'm asking my husband all these questions. 
We watched the games, and I shit you not, y'all, I cried when they won that first one. <laughs> oh. And I knew they meant a lot to me, but I didn't realize <laughs> until that moment, like, how much it meant. But it wasn't even, like, me. Like, I was thinking about, like, I know, like, I have friends that are lifelong Detroit fans, and just, like, knowing how much that must have meant to them. And they kept showing this guy. He's 89 years old. His name is Ben. He's been a season ticket holder for 66 years. You cannot say that this man isn't loyal, okay? He's in attendance. He's emotional. They show him in the audience. I'm just crying. Like, I'm like, this just like, this is why sports mean so much to people. And like, so like this whole moment. We won again yesterday. Who knows? The end of the line might be next week against the 49ers. But I was just like, you know, it's silly. And it's it's like I said, it's a concussion factory. And it's a bunch of men hitting each other and whatever. But like... God, you know, when, like, you haven't made the playoffs in 33 years. Well, a home playoff game. They made the playoffs a few years ago, but they haven't won a playoff game basically since 1991. Um, And then something like this happens. You're just like, it's magic and it's beautiful. (laughs) That's lovely. (laughs) And it's been filling my heart with joy recently. So, um, yeah, I think I'm a lifer now. I can't imagine ever rooting for a team that isn't the Detroit Lions. Um, And that's probably going to mean a lot of misery for me. But right now, when they're good, it feels really good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that is delightful. I love that for you. And I love that for all the Detroit Lion fans out there, especially Ben. I'm going to think about yes, Ben a lot. Ben. God, I, I was like, I swear to God, they, they better bring him to the Super Bowl. If they somehow do this and make it to the Super Bowl, if that man isn't in attendance, the Detroit Lions don't personally pay for that man to go to Las Vegas to watch it in the Super Bowl. What's even the point of any of this? What is even the point of any of this? <laughs> So I hope that he gets to go for anyone. I'm like, do it for Ben. He's 89, guys. I don't know how much longer he's going to have. Seriously, make Ben's life. This is the year. Make Make Ben's life. Make his dream come true. Win a Super Bowl. God, it would be beautiful. It would be. Anyways. I would think about Ben. Those have been my thoughts on on football. And next week, I'm sure we'll get to hear some of Michael Ann's thoughts on her football, The Bachelor. Yes, I have Um, high high hopes. (laughs) I hope. It's new season, new year. She's hype. She texted me that earlier. She's like, um, we have to record it this time because the bachelor is on and it's a new season, new year. I have high hopes. And I was like, yes, ma'am. I was like, yes, we take this very, we are serious and we will get it done. Um, but yeah, so I know we switched it up a little bit this week. We came back with chaos because there were claw clips. There was Taylor Swift to discuss. Yes. There was a lot to discuss. Um, we'll see y'all back here on Thursday, though. We will be getting back into what happened to goodbye. So everyone get hype for that. I'm hype personally. And yeah, as the first time we'll get to say it this year, take care of yourselves and we'll chat real soon. Bye.